This is Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Yeah, we made it. You just talk. If they hate it, you know they're watching. Enjoy the show. Enjoy the show. Enjoy the show. Enjoy the show. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. Lights, camera, action. Hello world, welcome into Moneyline. It's a Sunday with no football, but we got winners. This is Moneyline on a Sunday morning, and nothing's changed to my right-hand side. The statistician, my partner in grind, at Josh Jordan 975 is where you can find him on Twitter. Josh Jordan. What's up, buddy? Happy Sunday. Happy Sunday. I'm working on one leg here, guys, because I try to wear these, but then I feel like I feel like a dog with, with uneven uh, ears, you know? I feel like a dog just... It's hurting, so I'm running with no headphones today, but I know I got uh, my guy behind the glass. At, uh, what is it, Carlson Radio, my man Andrew, welcome back to Moneyline. If you are familiar with the show, that was one of our first producers. Good to have you back on, brother. Always good to be here, man. Appreciate the intro, Jerry. Yep, a- Andrew has moved up in the world. He is now uh, doing the drive time show during the week, so... Check him out if yeah. you like what you hear. Again, he uh, he's a big Houston guy. He's got really good takes. Check him out on the wheelhouse for all you money liners out there listening that want some takes. I'm telling you, my man's got a good uh, perspective from the hometown view. He's a big Rockets guy, big Texans guy when he can be, and a huge Astros guy, which that's why I like him. Yeah, no doubt. And you said no football, but, man, the Pro Bowl. You haven't been uh, just waiting all night for this huge game? Yeah. <laughs> I'm more worried about stories like uh, – I'm hearing that Tiki Barber broke the Mai Tai record. I saw Did that. You see that. I put that in my show prep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice show prep, bro. Yeah, I know, right? 713-780-3776. If you're out there drinking Mai Tais right now or you're about to get started, hey, welcome to the show. This is what we do here every single Sunday. And, of course, it's the it's the calm before the storm, let's call it, because next week will be just that. We're going to have so much props to get to. We're going to get a little bit into the lines, but we only get to talk to you once a week. So, what are your thoughts uh, coming off of last week? The Bengals, I mean, just 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 let it roll out of your mouth. The Bengals are going to the Super Bowl. The bang, the Bungles. It's crazy, right? It's beyond crazy. It's just, it's beyond crazy. When you look at odds, I have to go back and start putting one-to-one together um, to see where their highest odds were. My man, they were at 200-to-1 at one point. They didn't catch on. Let's look at a timeline. I actually got a timeline of when the Bengals odds started moving, and it really didn't move till that week seven whenever they uh, beat the Ravens. Whenever they beat the Ravens, that 41-17 win over Baltimore, then people cut up, and it was like, let's bring them down to about 35-1 to just in case. Yeah. And then slowly but surely, they moved down and down as far as odds. But there's someone out there with a $250 ticket for what I'm hearing that preseason. That guy was at the, at the casino. You know it happens. And then How you, much crack was that guy? Yeah, you're on one eye open and you're like, <laughs> like, man, the Bengals are going to Super Bowl. Chase, Burrow, bro. He's like, his wife's like, man, give me that $250. Let me go put it in a slot. And he's mm-hmm. like, calm down, girl. I mean, the Bengals, baby. Well, that guy, who he's got the last laugh right now. Yeah, Talking about people smoking crack, though, there's a guy that uh, put 2,500 that the final score was going to be 9-6. to six. 
in the Super Bowl. Like, this guy's got to have blowable money, right? Like, you just yeah. can blow money to do that. Because I'm sure that's not the only exact score bet he has, but 9 to 6? Like, to you didn't want to shoot for, like, 21-something? Yeah, it's a little more traditional, 9-6? Right? We're nine just six. going to field goals? Like, as soon as, imagine that. As soon as his first touchdown scored, you're like, well, uh, the, the Bengals do have a hell of a kicker, so I'll give them that. But. Money Mac. <laughs> yeah. Money Mac, a trademark kicker. Uh, give him the, the respect that, that he uh, is due. I was talking about it earlier this week on my show that uh, we talk about kickers so much in, in, a, in a down way, right? Like, we don't give them the respect that they deserve, but they play such a pivotal role in it. Yeah. Even, yeah. even like a field goal, like an extra point. Yeah, I mean, think of what Tom Brady's career would be like if Vinatieri didn't hit a lot of those field goals. Exactly. You know, seriously. I mean, let's think about in, in the early Super Bowls, Vinatieri was one of the reasons. Yeah. In, in the Snow Bowl, remember, in, in, against what was it, the Raiders, was it in that snow where he kicked it in the snow to take him to the Super Bowl? So it, kickers don't – we could go back to Adam Sandler, the lonesome kicker, for all you old heads. The Adam Sandler even made him the lonesome kicker, the song, because yep. kickers just don't get the respect – that they deserve, and it's good to see Money Mac. I I'm, I read into like the things first. You hear him saying, "It looks like we're going to the AFC uh, title game." And then on the other one, on the last one, it, the word out is that he ran around and told a few people walked right around where Burrow was. And for a kicker to run up on a, for a kicker to be able to approach a, a quarterback like that and tell him, "Hey, let's be legendary," is what I'm hearing that he said. He said, "We're about to be legendary," and then he walked out there and kicked that. So. The kid's got a, a set of marbles on him, and he can kick and go. I mean, I'm not going to put him Jason uh, Justin Tucker yet, but let, let's slow down. But he's but Tucker, you you know, when the Ravens cross midfield, they're good for three points. Yeah, uh, no, no doubt about it. I mean, they make a big difference, especially you know in overtime. If you know the goal with the new rule, it's a little different. But you know, with Tom Brady, before they changed the overtime rules, if he had 30, 40 seconds left on the clock, whatever it was, you knew he was going to get into field goal range in Vinatieri or Gostowski. You know, one of those guys would punch it through. So I'm curious to see. This could really impact the uh, the Super Bowl. Have you seen the, uh, the the video of the Bengals kicker kicking the, the cap off the bottle? Yeah, I asked. I didn't want to get uh, Rick rolled, as they used to yeah. say. Is that real? Do you guys think that's real? Did you see that video, um, Andrew? I did not, no. So basically, the, I mean, this ball is up like on a, it's like on a raptor. Yeah, it's like of, a Gatorade bottle, like taped to. A and you're thinking thing on he's a about to, he's about to knock the bottle down. That's one thing. Yeah, but not even that though. He hits it to where it unscrews the bottle. The cap just comes off. Like right, I mean, I, <laughs> and the bottle stays there. Yeah, that can't be real, right? You know, they used to get me on the football ones where yeah. they'd launch it the whole field, remember? And you'd be like, dang. Or he threw it and he'd catch it himself. You'd see the quarterback throw it. Mm-hmm. I'm like, man, is that real? Or uh, Kobe Bryant, when he jumped over the car that one time, remember? He stood in front of it and he goes, all right, all right. And he jumped over it, but it was, they say you lose. I like to say it was true. Yeah, why not? Okay. <laughs> Let's have Kobe fun jumped with it. over it. Let's have fun. But this one, I don't know. I mean, if he would just kick the bottle, that's good enough. This thing is up in the in the stadium rafters. Yeah, I mean it's up there. And for him, to, you're gonna. T- and Ross Tucker's the one that I saw. Yeah, he's uh, the one that tweeted it out. Yeah, I, I, I ripped it from his page. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But whatever, he's living in his own world right now. So be it. Uh, we're not gonna give official picks or anything like that. We have a whole a whole an entire show this week and a whole week to ponder on it, and then a show after that. So, but 
And I first, have I have placed my first bet. Have you? I have, yeah. Look at you, Josh. I, I will make a hint. I'm kind of leaning where Mattress Mac is leaning. Well, let's start right there then. Mattress yeah. Mac laid over $4.5 million mm-hmm. on the Bengals. I did not go money line, though. So. Okay, so you're liking the points at four? I got it four and a half. Look at you. Mm-hmm. Look at you. 713-780-3776. Mattress Mac has laid down over $4.5 million at plus 170 on the Bengals' money line. Yeah. Word is that he even had to pull over to a gas station within a few miles, and he was making $20,000 increment bets because that's what the app would let him do. And he was just, bam, one after another, one after another. Must be nice. Must be nice. <laughs> now, Mattress Mac hasn't necessarily had the best luck in the big games. No. he's yeah. But he's always built it up to there. Like, you see him go on his runs, mm-hmm. but at the end of the day, he's playing with house money. Yep. Literally, yep. house money. And this is... Part of his advertising budget, essentially, if you think about exactly. it. Exactly. It's uh, I saw – so he takes uh, advice from two guys. One of them's a professional gambler, and, and another one's like a mathematician. Who knows what this guy is? But they tr- he trusts them really big, and they basically tell him where he should go make these bets, where they'll get the best line, and then they give him his risk. So basically, he lets them know how much he has at risk through those deals. And they say, man, you're getting free advertisement. Mm-hmm. This is free pub. Like, you can't buy this kind of pub that you're getting. So it kind of weighs itself out. And then they tell him, place it at this amount of money, and that'll take away your risk. He has two guys. One's a professional gambler, and one's just a straight-up mathematician guy that he knew. Just nerd. Yeah. And those are two <laughs> yeah. guys. They actually had a – Darren Rovell actually got to roll with him on one of those runs that he had. I think it was them during the Astros run, and, and they're rolling on private jet, you know, and he's watching them get down i think they had to place like bets like in three different spots maybe they ended up in biloxi at one point as well mm-hmm. but if you're out there if you want to i always said if you don't uh, i was talking about it this week uh mattress max a legend already like, yeah if it was i don't like to see other rich guy gamble because other rich guy gamble like rich guy puts 1.5 million on the game you're like wow cool i like to see like regular old day joe two thousand dollars turns into 100 grand like yeah that, that's what i like to see but when it comes to mattress mac He's like, man, you know what? Do you? Yeah. Well, right. will he even miss that money? You know, that's like pocket change to him. Yeah. Will he even miss that money? I <laughs> yeah. don't think he will. And will you miss your money if you don't get in at mybookie.ag? Right? Because if you don't get in, you're missing out on the money. You got a week. I said the buildup. And if you don't want to wait that week, this is what you can do. You use promo code BET975, and you can use some of that bonus money on the Pro Bowl. That way, if you win or lose, you still have your money, your original money. You still have it for the big game. And say you do win on today's Pro Bowl, then now you got double the money. That makes a lot of sense, and it makes sense to go to mybookie.ag using promo code BET975. Not only because they're the best in customer service, but the platform itself. They give you so many bets. They give you all those over-unders in soccer that I give you, the both teams to score, all that stuff that you don't even know what it means. You just look on that menu, and you're like, man, I don't even know who these teams are, but I'm looking for both teams to score. Mybookie.ag, cash it. And that's what you do. Use promo code BET975. And take advantage of all the promos. That's c- promo code BET975, mybookie.ag. ESPN 97.5 and ESPN 92.5. Real fun sports. Here we go. Here we go. 
listening to Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. Got to take it back with a little DJ quick. I know the last week someone said, man, I love y'all show, but the music's even better. I guess that's cool. I mean, we'll, we'll take I'll it. We'll take it. We'll take it. Shout out to you listening. If you like the music, if you like the picks, or if you like everything in between, this is Moneyline. That's Josh Jordan. That's Andrew Carlson. I'm Jerry Bo. We're trying to get you ready and trying to get you prepped. Josh is, he's risking it all. He said, I'm laying it out there right now. I'm going to take the Bengals at the best number that I think that's going to be possible, which is four and a half that he caught it at. And I have to say that I agree. That's pretty much four and a half, five. At, at the, at, and I don't think it's going to hit six, obviously. So then four and a half, five. I like to say they're dead numbers. Not so much since the uh, extra point was moved back. It's not become so much of dead numbers because those extra points when they're missed and all hell breaks loose, especially for your squares. Yep. But keeping what you have in mind and, and going into a Super Bowl, that thought – the point spread hasn't mattered in the final result of Super Bowls in 55 games. The straight-up winner is 47-6-2. So, in other words, if you were to win your bet, then Mattress Mac probably wins his, in other words. Okay, so you don't think, the like you said, it, it's not going to matter. 47-6-2 against the spread It's the overall, or just a straight-out winner. So the straight up winner has also covered the last the spread in the last twelve consecutive consecutive games. The last team not to do it was the Steelers against the Cardinals, because they were six point favorites. So the last twelve games, whoever wins usually covers the spread. Don't make it harder than it used to, unless you're its do guy. Yeah, that's interesting. I you wouldn't think that would be the case, but yeah, that checks out. Going back, that was the San Antonio Holmes Super Bowl, right? The one you're talking about, the Steelers-Cardinals, San Antonio Holmes caught it in the back of the end zone? I got a story I can't tell. You know my stories. I got a story I just can't tell because of that game. But, yeah, I got to celebrate but not celebrate. Um, that's that's how long it's been, though. Think about what you were doing. What was Josh Jordan doing then? What year was that? 2000, what is it, 8, 9, 12 years ago, 10, that 9 or 10? Yeah, I wasn't even in this business back then. Crazy. What were you doing? Playing the guitar somewhere? Smoking <laughs> cigarettes? <laughs> Something like that. Something <laughs> like that. And we'll leave it at that. The co- hey, the Bengals have covered seven straight games. The last team to do that on the way to a Super Bowl, the 16-17 Patriots. Mm. Bengals 13-7 against the spread. The second most profitable team this year. If you just bet them every game, 13-7 against the spread. Who was the most profitable team this year? The Dallas Cowboys. Interesting. <laughs> that is. It was kind of a tale of two seasons for them. The way you just said that. That's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's interesting. Well, that, that, you could have heard a pin I, I could have been guessing all day. That would have been the last team I would have I would have picked. Me too, because yeah. you figured that they had so many ups and downs, but yeah. I guess the premium. I mean, they blew that big game against Minnesota when they had the backup mm-hmm. quarterback. The Bengals, I told you they were at two hundred to one, then they went down to one fifty. The last team to get to the Super Bowl with these kind of odds were the 99-2000 Rams, Ooh. ironically. Yeah, and that ties back in. And and part of the reason I'm kind of on this train is, you, you know, I'm a big Tom Brady guy. And, and here's the main reason. I wasn't a big Tom Brady guy, but I was at that Super Bowl, the 28-3 to Falcons-Patriots Super Bowl here you, in Houston. You never thought about leaving? I, no. Well, 
it occurred to me <laughs> one of our coworkers here did leave and I won't I won't put it out there. Do it. Yeah, no, I'm not I'm not going to do it, but he went to the media buses and missed the comeback. But no, I stayed. And that was just what impressed me about Brady. I was like cuz you could just feel like his presence. You could like hear his footsteps coming. And I was just like, no way. You could smell you his could, aroma. You could. That, that Brady Musk. Yeah. It was thick in the building that night. And you felt that comeback, right? You I, could feel I, it. Yeah, in I was just like, There's, they're not going to be able to stop him. It, it was it was incredible because the first half was all Falcons. So after that, I've just been like, that's it. I'm not betting against Brady ever again. After that game, he proved me wrong. I was happy the Falcons were kicking their ass early in that game. But once Brady showed me that, I was like, yep. I'm a fan going forward. I, I was so impressed by that. And now I look at Joe Burrow, and he kind of reminds me of Tom Brady a little bit. And he's in his first Super Bowl, and he's playing the Rams. Remember Brady's first Could Super Bowl the against start the Rams? Or something? I, maybe. You know, just his poise, he just reminds me of him a little bit. And that, you know, remember Brady beat the Rams in that first Super Bowl, beat Kurt Warner. You know, a Hall of Famer. So I'm just kind of like, man, the Rams are back in the Super Bowl. Maybe it's just some kind of some kind of thing. It's you been know? magic. The way these yeah. games have played out for the Bengals, it's it's almost like something's in the air. It's yeah. almost like a storybook. But how does this story end? Not all stories and movies end how you want them to. Sometimes yeah. a good movie requires a sequel. And Burrow being this young, you know that there's going to be a sequel. You just feel that is this – Zach Taylor's moment as well. And he's been fantastic. But you, you say there will be a sequel. I don't know. Not because of Burrow, because of the Bengals. They're so notoriously cheap. They are. You know? I mean, look at that. Coming into this season, look at that division. We didn't even think about. No. That's the last team. Let's just think about, go back, flashback, beginning of the season. The Browns were everyone's darling, right? Yep. And then... The Ravens were supposed to be the Ravens, so you always fear them. And then the Steelers were on that win streak last season that everyone saw that was kind of a fluke. So it was like, man, Big Ben's on his way out, but mm-hmm. let's see what Najee Harris has. And then the Bengals are just the, the bungles, yeah. basically. Burrow's coming off that injury. Let's let's just see what happens. Look how things have changed. And, and bad O-line, you know, their defense, nothing to write home about. Would you rather be... Say you were an owner right now. Would you rather be the owner of the Browns right now or the owner of the Bengals as where things are looking right now? I mean, obviously, I, I'm going to go with the franchise quarterback. But You, you know, got one, Baker. <laughs> I'm not a big Baker guy. I Neither one of us ever. <laughs> never. Really, we never really believed in the Browns. I like, never ate at Cheesecake Factory since he did all that either. That's how much I hate Baker. Yeah, I, I, he does more commercials to me than he does play quarterback. Mm-hmm. You know he's to, he's annoying to me. He I, I, is. You know, and, and I'm to be fair, I'm a Longhorn, so I hated his guts as a oh, sooner. You know nice what I mean? It, it goes back for years for me with Baker. Let it out, then. Yeah. Let it free. No one's listening right now. It's a Sunday morning. Rip it. <laughs> I'm just I'm not a I'm not a believer, and I don't think they are either. Do you how do you think he'll be there in two years in Cleveland? I I, I don't. Remember, they were about to give him the extension. Yeah. <laughs> He started the season well, but why? Because the running game was good. We saw that last mm-hmm. year. He needs misdirection. He needs the run game to be working. He needs a lot of things. How does this make him look now that Odell Beckham went somewhere else and made it work? Does that does that make him look even worse? Because yeah. it was supposed to be peaches and cream. 
You know? Yeah. And it ended up being boogers and doo-doo. <laughs> it was a lot of doo-doo. <laughs> you know? Doo-doo browns. Seriously, the dad had to get involved. Like, it got messy. And then just to see Beckham hitting incentive after incentive, just one after another, and out there doing his dances and whatnot, you think, what could have been Baker? And what a pickup that was with Odell. Like, imagine, the remember, remember the Packers were rumored to be interested, and they, they didn't pull the trigger. Remember, though, it came before the injury to Bobby Trees. Mm-hmm. Bobby yeah. Trees, and at one point it was going to be, where does Beckham fit with Jefferson right. Trees and Cup? And then right then and there. Was it that day or the next yeah, day after he like, signed at practice, he blew out his knee? Yeah, it's like he put his dad pulled out the voodoo doll, and he's like, nah, son, you move up the depth chart. We're going to get you those targets at all costs. And it came at the, yeah, it came yeah. at the expense of the, one of the best nicknames in the league, Bobby Trees. Well, speaking of Bobby's, I got to give a Bobby, my man Bobby Beats. It's 100. He's in the chat right now. Shout out to my man Bobby Beats. Got to hit him up. Dr. Dre, shout out to Jefecito. Everyone hanging out on Twitch. That's twitch.tv backslash ESPN 97.5. Get in on the show at any time you guys want. 713-780-3776. We got we to pop these tops off for the Twitch audience. <sighs> now it's expected. Yeah. <laughs> It's like they left it spicy in this place, and then here here we come and have to milk it all up. I need to get me some booby tassels. Yeah, Yeah, look pretty good. How many how many losers will we lose if if you go topless up in here? (laughs) We're losing them as we talk. I think you said it. I think that it'd go into the negative numbers on there. Nobody wants to see that. Speaking of negative numbers. Who do you think, uh, right off the top, is it going to be uh, the, I guess, so vanilla of a quarterback Wednesday Super Bowl MVP? Or are you looking at this one of those Super Bowls? Because I ask, because it comes up in questions. Okay, what would a wide receiver have to do, for example, to win the Super Bowl MVP? For example, let's say it's Chase or let's say it's Cup, either one. Like, Chase would have to go off to be the Super Bowl MVP. I mean, it would take at least two, maybe three touchdowns and 150, right? So then you say if he gets that, then Burrow would have to not throw any touchdowns to anybody else because what if Burrow throws like one more touchdown to someone else and ends up having 350, 400? Or he'd have to sprinkle in a couple picks or something to where where he wouldn't get it. Yeah, Yeah. and Chase has to break it. it. A lot has to go right for another player outside the quarterback position to get it. I remember Deion Branch won it, right? With yeah. Brady that, that one year, Deion Branch won it. And that and that could very well happen because the way that game played out, he made a lot of crucial plays at crucial moments. Like, for example, last week, although Stafford had the numbers and whatnot, if you look at it, Cooper Cup was the MVP because he, on third down, he was burning. The San Francisco 49ers defense was the MVP, though, because they were just allowing Cooper Cup to get behind them and do whatnot and move the chains over and over and over. So if you're going to find value in another position outside the quarterback, maybe receiver, maybe a defensive player, maybe a running back, we're going to get into all these angles. Cause like I said, we got about what, an hour and a half left of this show, then we got the whole week to ponder on it, and then we're going to come out and put things in stone. But this is what we do on this show. We're trying to get you on the right side of things. I'm going to have some basketball plays. I know the Cougars are playing today. I'm going to get my man Andrew's thoughts on his Cougars. I want to see how he uh, how he compares them to other versions. And they got a big game against Cincinnati that we're going to get to. Before we get to break, though, let me get to my man behind the board. Introduce yourself to the Moneyliners, man. Let's break the ice. What's your name, my man? I never met you. My name's Noah. I'm a part-time producer here. So okay. I'm, I'm getting some... Uh... 
some live show action. Okay, no, welcome to Moneyline. What's your uh, what's your Twitter handle so these people can follow you? It's Fouts underscore Noah F O U T S underscore N O A H. Okay, well, welcome Noah. Welcome to Moneyline. Glad to have you along with us. Pop that top off. Yeah, pop that top <laughs> off. That's what we brought you in here for. Little did you know <laughs> that that's what they scheduled you for. And when we get back, Noah's popping his top off on Moneyline ESPN ninety seven five. ESPN 97.5 I want you I got to have you But what will this lead to? You're listening to Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. Welcome back to Moneyline, 713-780-3776. At Moneyline97.5 is where you can find us on Twitter. This is what we do on a Sunday morning. No football, but we bring you the jams. That's a little bit of A-Paul and MJG, a little space age pimping for all you old heads out there listening to the show. Jump on in at any time that you can. Shout out to everyone listening, though. Seamonts, Texas Chingo, and everyone hanging out on Twitch. Come kick it on twitch.tv backslash ESPN 97.5. Justin put his foot down on a, on an early, Brett, and he says he take, he's taking his Bengals number at four and a half. I got to believe that that's about the best number that you're going to get, four and a half. And we talked about a little bit about the MVP. How can someone else get to being an MVP in the Super Bowl outside of being a quarterback, and it's going to take a lot. How about a running back? Is there a path for any of the running backs? Can Joe Mixon be a part of one catch and one, you know, one receiving touchdown, two running touchdowns, uh, 100 yards? Is that enough? Uh, yes, but but I worry because, I mean, the Rams totally shut down the 49ers' run game. I mean, that that was the big surprise to me is that the Niners could not run the ball, and that was, that's been their bread and butter against the Rams is running the ball, and – I think they had like 18 or 20 rushes for like 50 yards in that game. So if they could shut down the Niners run game, I I would think they can shut down the Bengals run game. You know who would be an interesting pick for me? What about Aaron Donald? I mean, we saw how many sacks that Joe Burrow took against the Titans. What if Aaron Donald has one of those games where he gets like three or four sacks? Like a Von Miller type. Yeah, or it could be Von Miller himself. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> ironically. Yeah, ironically. So you wonder if we see that the Bengals have trouble protecting Burrow like the Titans game, if he gets sacked you know, that many times, if, if, if there's something like that that happens, you, know, you wonder it could be a defensive player. What do you guys think? What do you guys think, Moneyliner? 713-780-3776. What is it going to be? Is it going to be a defensive player? Because you could get Aaron Donald at about 35-1. to one. Mm. Some places moved him down to about 33. That's actually kind of tempting. Aaron Donald creates a, for, a forced turnover. Yeah, a couple sacks. I mean, that's not that crazy to me. I might actually get in on that. Just just sprinkle a little bit on there. Do just Stafford, see if it hits. Do Stafford's pick six tendencies come into play in this big game? And maybe you get a, what, a Larry Brown. <laughs> Shout out to the Cowboy faithful. You know. Taking my Neil O'Donnell to the house. You never know. Uh, I, the one thing I am pretty excited about this Super Bowl is I wouldn't be surprised if either team won. You know, because it, it's. You know, Stafford, he doesn't exactly have the reputation for, for being great in big games. I mean, he hadn't even won a playoff game until this year. My man Clarence says, if the Rams win, it's going to be Cooper Cup. Mm. But what would he have to do to take away from Stafford? It feels like the story's 
there for Stafford. Yeah. It's for Stafford to take it. This is the way the NFL wanted it, especially knowing that the Super Bowl was there. Man, if you're Jared Goff, what are you thinking right now? Mm. You know? <laughs> Man, that's just tough. It's just tough because McVay made Goff look good yeah. for a season. Think about that. Until he played Belichick in the Super Bowl. <laughs> Until he wasn't. Yeah. But for that season, I was looking at advanced stats, and that team was rated better offensively than this team. The only difference with this team is, man, I got into some real advanced stuff trying to break in this game. So this team uses a lot more seven-step drops, and that's because they trust Stafford more to be able to go through progressions and read. With golf, it was more quick, let it go, use your first two reads and yeah. go. Uh, but that team was more efficient. The only team that the only thing that makes this team better offensively in certain in a certain fashion, you could say, is because they got the long ball because he takes those bigger steps back and he lets the play go because they trust Stafford to make the big play. But that's something that I found because I was trying to see how many big plays, how, how many plus twenty yard plays do they allow? How many forty yard plays do they allow? How much time in the pocket do they get on? And another cool thing about it, this when I read into that, um, Warren shot part some good numbers. Um, Hubbard. He's one of the best defensive linemen against seven step back drops. So, so it's just it's a, it's a lot of angles to this. Yeah, uh, leading you to think that there's probably going to be a lot of sacks. Yeah, and then we were hitting on that a little earlier. And I mean, that was a you know Todd Gurley in his prime Rams offense. You know, like that. Dang, look you, how far we. Yeah, I know, right? Todd like, Gurley. Like, we don't even talk about him. Like he was supposed to be that guy. Yeah, I mean, and, remember it was him and Lev Bell were just the. The two studs in the NFL, and then he got arthritis in the th- in his in his his knee. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> At an early age, he did. No, that's pretty young for that. He like arthritis. Arthritis, really. And now he, he doesn't even play football anymore. Really. How about uh, Joe Burrow saying that he listens to Kid Cudi every game? That's what he listens to. And then Kid Cudi ended up getting the jersey. How crazy is this? <laughs> Kid Cudi was was fanning out, saying, "Man, thank you." He dropped the video. Kid Cudi just doesn't seem like something I'm going out there and busting heads to. Like I need, <laughs> I need some. Uh, let the bodies hit the floor. You know, Pantera I mean, or yeah, something. I, yeah. need, I need to go out there and crack some heads. But a little Kid Cudi for Joe Burrow, whatever works for you. I was thinking if Joe Burrow wins MVP, I was looking at the and these are all abstract, uh, just bets. But who does Joe Burrow think first? Being Ohio connection does he thank the city first just straight off the top i want to hey we did it kind of like how lebron did it yep do you think that he because you can get like plus five to one that he thinks the city over family and god and teammates (laughs) so (laughs) awesome that we can bet on this thank you my bookie because then you feel okay stafford for example who's he thinking first you you figure he's going to go to his wife because remember she she had the tumors problem things Mm -hmm. and she's you know i mean she had the big fight I think I think the first thing that he throws out there is going to be like, man. Clayton Kershaw? That's who he thinks first. <laughs> hey, Clayton. <laughs> Thank you, Clayton. I think he thinks his wife first if okay. it's the Rams. And this is just hypothetical. Sure. But I, I believe so. I saw one with someone propose on the – I said, man, we're still on the – what, are we going Correa out here? When are we – what are we going, Daniela out here? I forgot about that. Remember There's, when Ocho Cinco proposed to the cheerleader on the sideline? Yeah. <laughs> Ocho Cinco was in an, in a category of his own for a while there. Yeah. He never ran out. He was he was he was putting. Remember with the yeah. pylons? Tiger Woods, yep. Yeah. He he He, he was, was fun. He'd send Pepto Bismol to the cornerbacks ahead of the game because he knew he was that. gonna make their stomach upset when he played him. Ocho Cinco was fun, man. The, the, 
And it's interesting that the Bengals finally get to the Super Bowl in this iteration. You know, not the Carson Palmer, Chad Johnson, TJ Hushmanzada iteration. He's man, who, who, TJ Hushmanzada, you took him back like that. They used to tell me I looked like him. I said, man, you what? stop that. <laughs> and I was like, man, get out of here. TJ Hushmanzada, get out of here. Uh, what He's do got you hair down to here. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> what a, I see where y'all are going with this. The Bengals are going to be wearing a... Ironically, the Bengals are the home team because it uh, it goes back and forth with conference. That is weird, right? Yeah, yeah. Bengals chose that they're going to wear nothing other than the back, the blacks. I think th- those are cool uniforms. I mean, you have to if you're Bengals. If you're the Bengals, you have to wear those. You can't wear anything else other than that. No. How do you think the Bengals feel now that? I mean, Bengal fan. Remember after the draft, whenever they, everyone was standing on a mountain yelling, "You should have got Panay Sewell." Mm-hmm. And you saw how Panay Sewell, towards the end, he had his troubles. Yep. True that he had a rotating door of quarterbacks towards the end, but he struggled. He had a few injuries that he had to deal with. And then look at Chase. I think a lot of teams, man, are going to use this model. You know the copycat league that the NFL is. It's going to be like, all right, if we get the quarterback, yep, and he's got his receiver coming out, it's going to turn into fantasy football. You know, fantasy football guy. As soon as you get your weapon, you get that big, you get that big receiver in the first round. Then you're thinking, double connect. Yep. Well, I mean, it made sense because what are we talking about right now? The Bengals' line is not very good. The offensive line. So it made sense that they're like, hey, get the the best offensive lineman in the draft. But they went the other way, and it it looks like it was the right decision. Do you think that this game total, we talked about the Rams line staying probably about four, four and a half, 48 and a half ish. Do you think it sees 50? Do you think that the public better goes up there like usually in Super Bowls? And I asked this because I, I was listening to some sports work managers and they say they're anticipating money coming in. They're already ready for that line to hit 49, 50, 49, 50. Is that a little high? How many points do you take think takes to win this game? Where can the Rams, and I'm not going to use the word safe, but where can they consider themselves in a safe spot? Do they have to hit 30 to say, man, I don't think Joe Burrow's throwing 30 up on us, or or is there no safe space? I think 27 might get it done. And I asked again in a two-part question because they're like, Jerry, what are you talking about safe space? That doesn't exist. According to Sean McVay, he can't hold these leads, though. Mm -hmm. He's bad at holding these leads. You see what he does. He starts counting possessions and clock, and it happened in the Tampa Bay game. And then all of a sudden you saw what happened. And it happened in the first 49ers matchup when the 49ers needed to win the regular season matchup to get in. And he had a 17-point lead. And he blew that because he started running the ball and he went away from what was working. Same thing in the Tampa Bay game. They were moving yeah. in at will. So I, that's why I asked, where does he get comfortable? Does McVay get to a point that he's like, man, this is 27-30, 30-13, 30-17. Let's get out of here. Let's, let's run this thing down. That's probably probably about right but we also see the Bengals are, are really good from coming from behind we saw what they did to the chiefs both times nobody's safe yeah nobody's titans safe. they but you wonder is jalen ramsey is he going to be able to hold down chase that's i think will be a critical point in this game you've heard the Bengals receivers come out and say that they they're not scared of anything of going one-on-one and they're not going to go away from ramsey that they're going to play their game and chase is going to eat and if you're going to eat there's only one place to do it at next week that's my bookie. You got to eat at my bookie, guys, because 
you don't have to gamble on the gamble. That's what we talk about all the time. When you when you put a bet in and you win, you can actually cash it out and get your money, and that's a great thing about my bookie, guys. And they will match your deposit. Find me another bookie that's going to do that for you. So you get over to mybookie.ag, and you're going to put in promo code BET975, and then they will match your deposit. You plunk down a couple hundred bucks, they'll match it a couple hundred, then you have that money to bet on the Super Bowl. And you know how many prop bets Jerry is going to have for you next week? You're going to want to have your account full because we're going to ride. We're going to have some fun with this Super Bowl. We're going to have a ton of bets. And the best place to get your bets down is at mybookie.ag. You put in promo code BET975. Get your account started. Get that deposit bonus. Get going, guys. And the great thing about MyBookie, you can bet on anything. And listen to all the things Jerry and I are talking about. Make the game a little more fun. Make the game a little more interesting. And the way to do that is, is it MyBookie, guys? And I mean, basketball, UFC, whatever you want, MyBookie has got you covered. So go over to MyBookie.ag, promo code BET975. Get your account started today. Listen to Moneyline. We'll get you in the right bets. We'll start making some money. We'll make the game a lot more interesting, a lot more fun. Then after the Super Bowl, you have a little more money in your pocket. Why not? MyBookie.ag, promo code BET975, guys. Remember, bet on anything, anytime, anywhere. It's my bookie. Your home for sports is ESPN 97.5. This is Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. A little something for you to cruise to. Let that roll out a little bit. This me and Josh right now. We're rolling down PCH, Pacific Coast Highway. Got the top down. Josh is putting in bets in his MyBookie.ag app. He used promo code BET975. And we're just thinking about what we're going to do. We're going to pull up to SoFi. Look at that. Listen, just a little bit of cruising music out there. This is Moneyline, 713-780-3776. At Moneyline975 is where you can hit us on Twitter, or you can find us on Twitch where you can see us top on. Top on. We can't go top off. We can't afford to lose what we got. <laughs> Boo, tomato throws. You guys are no fun. Twitch.tv backslash ESPN975. Should I wear like one of those thongs? Like, uh, have you seen the new uh, Pam and Tommy? The new uh, <laughs> Pamela Anderson and, and Tommy Lee. It's on uh, Hulu. It's a new show. And the guy that's playing Tommy Lee, I mean, the guy's in a speed, like a thong the entire show. Don't, no, uh, yeah. I've only seen one Pam and Tommy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've seen that video as well. And this is like a remaking of that. And what? they're all nuded up in it. It's on It's on Hulu. This chick looks so much like Pamela. It's crazy. Good Pamela? Yeah, like 1995 Pamela. Because you know, like, there was like a good Bay, Pam? Bay, Baywatch Pamela. And then there was a... I feel guilty. I'm still into her, Pam. Yeah, like the Kid Rock, Pam. And like then there the was hepatitis, Pam. Yeah, and then it got to where like, oh, Pam. You know, there was like three different Pamela. Yes, there was. The, you know, at one point, Pam was on top of the world. Baywatch Pamela was on top of the world. Yeah, the one that Borat fell in love with. That yeah. one. <laughs> that one. She was on top of the world. Very nice. Yeah. <laughs> then towards the end of it, it just got to a point where you didn't even bring up Pam. Like, if even if you had some 
some kind of feeling towards her. You just you didn't even bring it up. No, no, you you brought up somebody else. You you kept that hidden. I'm telling you, man, it's it's a very interesting show. Seth Rogen's on it. What's what's kind of cool about it is Seth Rogen. Seth Rogen is in it, and he kind of helped produce it too. And what it's really about is it takes you through them going to Cabo. The, the whole sex tape, but it, it takes you behind the scenes on how that tape got exposed. Apparently, like, Tommy was a real jerk to this guy that was doing work on his house. And that guy is – and the guy was just, you know, really pissed at Tommy. And eventually, Tommy just fired him and said, I'm not, I'm not paying you for anything. So this guy went into pocket to do all this construction work on his house, and then Tommy fired him and said, I'm not paying you. So his payback, the guy breaks into his house, steals their safe, and just happens to get the safe open and finds the sex tape. What? Yes. And then he goes and... It shined. It had like a rainbow going to it. As soon as he opened yes. up, it was... Ah. Uh. Imagine the first time you popped that tape on, though. Yes. Like, do you think they had it written with a Sharpie on there? Like, <laughs> bang, bang. Yeah. Some you little know? code word. Or was it, non, was it not? And then you pop it on and you're just like... You look around like, oh, my God. What is... What? Exactly. And, and that's what... They have been, and it was right when the internet started. So they shopped it around to like Vivid and different porn companies to try and get it pushed out. But they're like, we can't do that. We need the consent letters from Tommy. Yeah, Payne. Tommy so, would have brought it the house down. Exactly. So this was right when the internet started, and the guy put two and two together. He's like, you know, remember the Girls Gone Wild stuff? The guy was like, I can just put an internet site up and just, you know, have the tape for sale. You send me a check for the tape, I mail it to you directly. And then nobody will find us. And that's essentially what he did. That's what's so crazy because we're talking about, like, think about what he's talking about. That's a VHS time. Yeah. Like, we're talking about a VHS. There was one VHS. Yep. (laughs) Nowadays, if there's something, you can copy it over to a file, and then all of a sudden there's multiple copies. Yeah. We're talking about a VHS. Imagine if, if, if it gets stuck in your VHS, you're taking it apart like, no. So carefully. No, please don't. This is VHS. These are old school times that people don't can't relate to that, that were around there. They couldn't. Uh, was, uh, Chris Rock said one time that there was some Make-A-Wish kid that, that was dying of cancer, and Chris Rock said he slipped him the Pam Anderson sex tape. Like, let him live a little more for what time he's got left. <laughs> There's reports coming out now that Kanye, and these are according to his reports, that there was a second Kim Kardashian sex tape that he went, he flew on a red eye. The story, he came out and said that he flew a red eye overnight, went and met Ray J at an airport, got the laptop that it was on, and then flew back and gave it to her, at which point she opened it up and started bawling tears and saying, you know, thank you for doing this. Kim Kardashian's camp back, can't, Camp came back and said, "This never happened." Mm-hmm. Like it just, it, she got it. Supposedly, there was a computer, but she saw what was on there, and it was basically like all the other footage that wasn't the goodies from the first one. So mm-hmm. it was basically all the going out shopping and eat at a restaurant. <laughs> The stuff nobody wants to watch. Yeah, the, yeah. Give me the edited version. Yeah. Let me get the shortened version. There's too much plot in here. Yeah, too much plot. Now, speaking of Kanye, Antonio Brown has, has joined Donda Sports. <laughs> we talked about this during the break. I was like, this feels like an Onion headline. Uh, of, of course, a nut like Antonio is going to team up with Kanye. The press report, uh, the press release <laughs> reads like this. Former... NFL pro and Super Bowl champion Antonio Brown joins Donda Sports where he will join Ye and Justin LeBoy to bring an athlete's perspective to all aspects of the organization. Donda Sports was founded with the vision of providing holistic support to athletes during 
and beyond their sports career. Their slogan is, when the game is done, Donda Sports is not done with you. Holistic support? Aaron Rodgers has got to get on on this, right? He's like, yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, man. Light up the incense, bro. Uh-huh. That's what uh, that's what Antonio Brown's now doing. I don't even know what to make of this guy. I blame him for Brady retiring, partly. Seriously. Hey, someone brought that up to me, and they said, you know what, do you think, like, Brady said, man, this childish thing after I try to help this guy out, I don't need I don't need this extra and how he threw shots at Brady, and uh-huh. after Brady helped him out, it was kind of more like, man, you know what, I'm I'm too old for this. Exactly. Yeah, lethal like, weapon, right? Literally yeah, I'm that. I'm getting too old for this. I'm getting too, yeah, yeah, I'm getting too old for this. I'll tell you who wasn't too old at one point to drink over 40 Mai Tais. Monday Barber. <laughs> what? The unofficial Mai Tai drinking record at the Pro Bowl. This is an actual thing. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't know that. So back in the day, and and that's why you knew that the Pro Bowl didn't really matter. These guys were having who can drink the most Mai Tais throughout a single day period. It's all day. Well, you can't be drunk all day if you don't start in the morning. According to D'Angelo Hall, Ronde Barber, unofficial record, 42 Mai Tais. 42. If you're not familiar with a Mai Tai, it sounds... They make you feel just like they sound. My tie, like a hit. Mm-hmm. Pow. Lots of sugar. Lots of sugar. It's got rum. It's got Kirkhout liqueur, orgeat, syrup, and lime juice. Yep. That's it. And that's the, the, the syrup. That's the sugar in there, man. That it, man, imagine the headache the next day after all those. Oh, 42 of 42. Them? Like, I thought it was a big deal. Like, when we, like, crush 20 beers back in the day in college you know one night if you drank 20 beers but 42 my ties my lord supposedly and they didn't even name who, who the other guy it was a it was a record of 38 before 38 so what happened at 38 did they like push him like go oh, you gotta keep going he gets the 39 you're like you're good ronde and he turns into a party animal he takes his top off <laughs> and he's running around you're like ronde what the hell are you doing i mean i was reading into this week of of stuff with the super bowl and how many uh, tickets Stafford's wife bought and whatnot, and how much that money, uh, you know, mount, basically panned out to be. She even took pride in saying, we ain't sitting in the 500 sections either. Mm-hmm. And she bought X amount of tickets and ended up being uh, somewhere around 230 to 260,000 worth of tickets to that last game. Um, now, people dug a little and they said, man, you, they're not worried about that. The Stafford's got money. They got sitting in a private island with Leo DiCaprio type money. So I, you know, they get me click. Mm-hmm. So then I read into a story, man, what the hell went down this day? Now take us to break it with this. They tell a story that they're at this private island and it's the Staffords and they, they went with Matt Ryan and his wife. I guess they're tight. So they go to this private island and she says, she's on like some podcast on the story and she says they're getting hammered. She says hammered. She's like, man, we're getting hammered. And she says, and all of a sudden Leonardo DiCaprio rolls up. He's like, what's up? With and, his 18-year-old girlfriend? Yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. So he's being cool with him, and he starts, she said it was so weird because he starts challenging them to, like, different things. He's like, y'all want to play volleyball? <laughs> and they're like, all right. So he tells them to meet at this place to play volleyball on this resort. They go to sleep, and they're supposed to, it's like the next day. Um, well, they don't show up, and then one of the wives goes down there, and Leo's down there with his boys, like, warming up. <laughs> so they go back and tell Stafford and them, like, hey, 
he's serious. Like, you got to get down there. So they say they get down there, and you got, like, Stafford and, and, and Matt Ryan on one team. Athletes, they're out there spiking. He said they ended up spiking the ball into one of the other girls, like, face, like a, oh, like no. on a, like a movie scene. It feels like the scene from Top Gun. Yeah. <laughs> where they're all shirtless said Leo, volleyball. Leo starts getting to drinking and gets real competitive and starts challenging to dizzy, uh, disc golf. <laughs> he's out there. They say they just keep beating him and beating him to at one point. She said, we got so hammered, and she cuts the story here, and this is where I'm going to cut it. Use your imagination. She said it got so weird that at one point, Leo said, let's have a face-licking competition. He started licking the girl's face he was with, and she goes, we'll leave it at that. <laughs> this is Moneyline, ESPN 97.5. ESPN 97.5. Please, Please have